What did Red Sox prospect Nick York do during the offseason to help him regain his form of what made him the minor league player of the year just two years ago? You are locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to welcome you back into the Locked On Red Sox podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. I'm your host, Jake Nizuski. And in today's episode, we are joined by Red Sox top prospect, Nick York. And him and I talk about what he did during the offseason to really help him find a way to regain his form, which helped him win the minor league player of the year back in 2021. We also talk about you know, what goes into his mental game, his hobbies outside of the game of baseball. But before we get into my conversation with Nick York, I I wanted to sort of talk about what his journey has been so far throughout the Red Sox farm system. For those of you who don't know who I'm talking about. So Nick York is the number five prospect in the Red Sox farm system right now. And back in 2021, he was the first round pick uh, for the Red Sox, was drafted 17th overall and really took the whole minors by storm in the year of 2021 by really finding a way to, you know, acclimate to pro ball very quickly, uh, you know, in in single A uh, for the Salem Red Sox, hit 323 with 10 home runs and then got promoted very quickly to the Greenville Drive uh, and didn't skip this step whatsoever. Uh, ended up hitting 333 with four home runs and was one of the most exciting Red Sox prospects uh, throughout the 2021 season. And like I said before, that ultimately helped him be named the minor league player of the year during that season. But then in 2022, with all the high expectations that York had going into that season, his production really dipped off and he ended up, you know, ultimately playing with the Greenville drive for a second year in a row, uh, embatted 231 with uh, 11 home runs, 45 RBIs and sort of went away from what made him so successful, which, which was getting on base, which was that high average, you know, He's, he's a second baseman, so you know he, he was never profiled as a guy who, who's going to hit for massive power, but he was always somebody who could consistently get on base time after time, and you know went from you know in 2021 getting 121 hits with only 69 strikeouts to you know in 2022 striking out uh, 94 times and only getting 78 hits, and so. Speaking with him throughout our conversation, it was really interesting. You know, learning about what he did during the offseason to figure out what didn't go right and how he really utilized uh, the Arizona fall league during in during the 2022 season to really implement some of those changes through his stance and his swing to help him figure out a way to regain that form and, and have a little bit of a quicker approach or beginning to his to his swing to get to get to the ball quicker and I feel like especially now that he's in Portland now he's you know going against much higher competition so this is only going to help his development out even more but it was speaking about the Arizona Fall League you know after he struggled in 2022 ended up uh you know playing in that league and you know really found a way to regain that form of, of getting on base consistently hit hit 342 with two home runs and 18 RBIs and also led the AFL in doubles with seven and you know 
that just makes me think, especially if he does get the chance to play up in Boston, man, is he going to pepper balls off of that monster and really utilize that left field wall to help him get even more doubles? Because, you know, he's already doing it right now without that advantage of that, you know, 34, 35 foot wall uh, in left field at Fenway Park. And then he was also one of two Red Sox prospects that was named as an AFL fall star. So, you know, sort of like the all-stars, you know, he, he was one of the best players in that entire league. So it was nice to see, you know, a glimpse of what we saw in 2021 out of Nick York in his AFL play. And now so far in Portland, uh, as I'm recording this uh, on Thursday, he's batting 250 uh, with, with zero home runs in two RBIs thus far. But you know, he does have 13 walks over 14 strikeouts. So it is nice to see him having good plate patience, the ability to get on base. And then, you know, we've also seen him, uh, you know, even, even though, you know, he has more strikeouts right now than he does hits, he has 13 hits and 14 strikeouts. It's still good to see him be able to get those free passes and not, you know, do what he sort of did last year, which which was strike out more than he got on base. And so uh, I'm very excited to see how his production continues to go throughout his time in double A and, you know, how his his new swing and stance uh, will really help him be able to get back to that form in 2021 and, you know, continue to help him flourish more as as a top prospect in this Red Sox system. Because, I mean, for most of you who know that, you know, keep close tabs on the team. The Sox need middle infielders right now. They need a second baseman. Uh, you know, who knows if Trevor Story is going to be the long-term second baseman or the long-term shortstop, but Nick York is definitely one of those guys that could be slated as, as the future at second base for this team. And, you know, right now, only only 21 years old, uh, but I'm super excited to, you know, see his progression in his development. We, we could potentially see him, you know, up in the majors in, you know, two to three years or so. Probably he'll have one more season in Portland. Uh, and then, you know, who knows how quickly the Red Sox will move him up to Worcester. Uh, but I, I think what I learned from from York uh, throughout this conversation is, you know, he, he just has a huge passion for, you know, the game of baseball and, and for wanting to help the Red Sox ultimately win games. And uh, it, it's really cool to, you know, be able to hear all you know these different prospects and, and their and their thoughts on him over these last few years of how hard of a work ethic he has and uh, you know how focused and hard on himself he is as well and then now getting the opportunity to be able to hear it from you know the person himself and uh, I I think you know you're you are really gonna like this conversation and learn a lot from it from a guy who hasn't really been you know in a lot of media coverage thus far throughout his career and now before we get into my conversation with nick york i just want to take a second to talk to you about game time so whether you're looking for tickets for the red sox you know the portland sea dogs uh concerts theater wherever whatever uh game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets with no stress and getting killer deals at the last minute no joke I have used game time for years, finding ways to get super cheap tickets. Uh, you know, if it's a few hours before a Red Sox game or a concert, game time is honestly the best place to get some of those flash deals and last minute tickets. And it's super easy to find tickets and be able to see also where your seat view as well. You know, game time is one of the only ticket places where you, where you can buy them and, and be able to see what you're actually paying for through, you know, a, a seat view without, you know, because especially at Fenway, with all the obstructed views, there's a lot of times where, you know, you get tickets in the grandstand and you're like, oh, these are pretty cheap. But then, you know, there's a pole right in front of you. And so 
with game time, you can actually see if there's a full in front of you at Fenway or wherever other place that you go and be able to know what you're actually investing your money in. And, you know, game time also has the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection and job loss protection, et cetera. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I love about game time is, you know, how accessible it is, how easy it is to get some of these flash deals and, and killer prices that you can't get on, on really any other uh, ticket purchasing app. So snag your tickets without the stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. No joke. I've used it. Great deal. Uh, terms may apply. And again, Create an account and redeem your code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, without further ado, my conversation with Nick York. I'm here with Red Sox infield prospect Nick York. So, Nick, how have you been enjoying playing for Portland this far this season? Uh, it's been awesome. Um, you know, the wins aside, the, the atmosphere has been great. And, you know, it's something you look forward to coming to the ballpark every day to play for. And, you know, for you, you know, ever since you got drafted in the first round, you had uh, a, a lot of noise surrounding your name, you know, being a top prospect for the Red Sox. And I'm always curious how guys sort of block out that pressure and not allow it to, you know, deter them or feel pressure when they're up at the plate or on the field. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I mean, the way I look at it is it's baseball. You know, it's the same thing I was doing when I was 12 playing in summer ball, travel ball. Like, to me, this is summer ball. I mean, we get to play baseball. We don't have to go to school. And, you know, I just get to go and play baseball with my friends. So, you know, that definitely helps. And, you know, for you, playing in the Arizona Fall League last year, I read that you also made some swing adjustments during that time. And it was curious, you know, throughout your offseason prep and also so far during your up-at-bats this season, how has that new swing change really felt? Uh, it feels great. I mean, I wouldn't say it was a swing change per se. It was more of a you know, starting position change. Um, you know, I just start with my hands a, a tad bit higher. Swing-wise, I'm not really doing much different other than just trying to put myself in a better position by starting with my hands up. Uh, but it's felt great. Um, you know, I'm I'm just glad to be with the Portland Sea Dogs. I'm happy to be here, and we're having we're winning a lot of baseball games. So hopefully, we can continue continue to do that. And that's really all that matters at the end of the day, just stacking up the dubs. Yeah. And then, you know, outside of, you know, sort of, you know, changing that initial before swing uh, aspect of it, was there anything during the offseason that you really tried to work on? Um, no, just, you know, keep grinding at my body, just keep working out, uh, try to get as strong and as fast as possible. Um, you know, I had the fall league under my belt with that new uh, uh, stance change, so I, I kind of had some momentum going into the offseason with that, so I just kept grinding at that and, you know, getting the timing down with all that. And I also read that you worked with Mitch Haniger throughout the offseason. Now, I'm curious, from a guy who's sort of in a, in a veteran sort of aspect in the majors, played for a few years or so, what lessons did you really learn from working with him? Yeah, to me, it was just how in tune with his body he is. You know, if we're hitting at 10 o'clock, he's there at 8.30, making sure he's getting all of his stuff in so his body feels right and his body's moving the right way before he goes to hit. Um, so I would just say, like, just the body preparation of it all. Um, you know, at the end of the day, hitting's hitting, so everyone has their own philosophy philosophy in their their own way of doing it um but what i took away from him was just like how in tune with his body is it's like it's really impressive that makes sense and then you you know for you like prior to you know when you begin the game is there anything that you do mentally to really get yourself in the zone <laughs> not really i you know i'm as soon as you cross the lines it's go time so i mean at the end of the day it's survival you know he's the pitcher on the mountains trying to get me out and and i'm trying to keep my job by hitting the double off him so uh you know it's just you you as soon as you cross that line it's got to be go time no matter what but i mean i don't really do anything preparation wise for it i'm not superstitious or anything like that you know 
at the end of the day, he's throwing the ball to me and I'm hitting it. So that's that's what it is. Now, is there like any quote or, or like any type of music that like really pumps you up or like gets you in the zone, ready to dominate at the plate or on the field? Uh, no, I mean, I just would probably listen to like rap music maybe when I'm lif lifting or something beforehand. But, you know, to be honest, you know, I'm as soon as I get in that box, you know, that's when my flip switch is ready to lock in. That makes sense. And, you know, the one aspect that I'm always curious about is the mental aspect of the game for some guys. And, you know, uh, especially, you know, when you have to overcome adversity throughout the season, obviously there's ups and downs of the failures and the wins. Uh, but when you're going through one of those stretches, is there anything that you do mentally to really help yourself stay confident? Uh, for me, it's just, you know, being with my teammates, um, you know, outside of the field, you're with these guys 140 days. So, um to not just have them as teammates, but as friends, just to lean on afterwards, you know, get your mind off baseball. Like, I go I go bowling with Koss a lot. I go golfing with some of the guys a lot. Just, like, kind of just decompress, get away from the field, get away from baseball a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the group of guys that we have here, um, if it, the togetherness of it all, well, you know, you kind of want to come in every day, even after if you go over five or whatever it is, you want to come in and just work at it with them. Um, you know, everyone on the team is so helpful. Not, whether it be a coach or a player, you know, everyone's there for each other. So it's it's great. Yeah, I always say to Christian, I've I haven't heard of a baseball player outside of Mookie Betts playing playing or doing bowling as one of his you know side hobbies. And you, you know, you you mentioned you know Cavadas. I know I know he golfs yeah, a little bit as well. But you know, outside of bowling, golfing, what what is some of your hobbies uh, outside of the game? I mean, I'm from SoCal, so I love going to the beach. Um, but, you know, usually on a day off when I'm getting away from the field, it's it's usually golfing or, or bowling or some sort of physical activity outside. You know, play a little video games here and there, but I'm not serious like some of these other guys are. So, you know, I just love being outdoors. I love being with people. So I just try to do that as much as possible. You know, one thing, speaking with a lot of different guys, one thing that I always hear is, you know, I, I'm – I'm, you know, Nick York, or I, I'm a human being outside of the game. You know, the game doesn't define who I am. So who is Nick York outside of being a baseball player? I mean, I would like to think I'm just fun and and I like, like to do anything and everything. You know, um, I mean, I'm very adventurous, I feel, um, and I, I like trying new things. So I, I would say just a fun, adventurous person. And then, you know, speaking about that, those adventures, is there any, like, non-baseball activity that you really enjoy doing during the offseason? Uh, boogie boarding. I love boogie boarding and, and body surfing. Um, I go on hikes with my parents sometimes. But, uh, I mean, I just love the beach. I love golfing. Those are my main two. And then last thing for you, you know, there's a lot of Red Sox fans that are excited for Nick York to arrive in Boston, play at Fenway Park on a daily basis. And for, the, for those people who are excited for you to, that to ultimately happen, what message would you have for those fans? Um, just let's win as many baseball can, games as we can. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's all you want to do is win. I hate losing. I think I hate losing more than I love winning. So I, I just want to win. I, I don't want to lose. So that's all. I love it. Appreciate you taking yeah, time, man. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that you did enjoy my conversation with Nick York and got a little bit more of insight on on who he is as a person. You know, what's really helped him become successful throughout his pro career thus far but before we you know end this episode and wrap it up i just want to take a second to talk to you about ultimate pro baseball gm and so for you i don't know if you've ever dreamed of becoming a baseball gm i, I know i have i've always tried to put myself in perspective of you know theo epstein or a heim bloom even when i'm talking about on this podcast but you know, when you play this game you really feel like you're a part of it. You really feel like you're you're building a franchise and building for a dynasty, you know, to win championships over and over again. And you really have the power to be able to do that with this app. You hire the right coaches and staff. You manage the team's finances. You also scout and draft the players and 
one of the biggest things that I think comes with any franchise that's a little bit underrated is being able to manage through those difficult personalities. You know, the leader on the team, the cancer in the clubhouse, and being able to make sure that there's good chemistry there, while also finding ways to manage the injuries. We all know, especially with how the Red Sox are dealing with things right now, it's, it's never easy to be able to still have quality depth uh, behind some of those injuries or when they come up and being able to fill in for those guys with, with, with quality pieces to help you still be able to stack up the W's. And I think that is one of the funnest parts about this game is going through all the ups and downs of a season while, while still being able to have fun with it and still be able to find ways to win. And so you you also navigate your franchise through free agency as well and continue to you know build through the future. And I think one of the coolest parts about this game as well is, you know, you don't have to have internet to play it. You can play it offline on the go, wherever you want, when you want. So locked on Red Sox listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in the game store. So make sure to check it out to download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code or look it up on the app store. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate baseball GM start your dynasty today. Now, we greatly appreciate you tuning into this episode. And as always, we, we appreciate you making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. And now for my everydayers, next week on the show, Lauren is going to be back. And her and I are going to be breaking down what has happened over the weekend in the Guardian series. And if you want to tune in for all the updates and news regarding the Boston Red Sox five days a week, make sure to subscribe to Locked On Red Sox over on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also follow Lockdown Red Sox over on Twitter to get updates uh, regarding the podcast, you know, different guests that we're having. I have so many more prospect interviews in the vault that I'm very excited to drop. So make sure to make sure to follow us over there. It's LO underscore Red Sox. Also follow myself. It's at Jake Iggy. And also my co-host Lauren is La 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 Three Laws. Lauren with four R's. But as always, we greatly appreciate everybody tuning into the Locked On Red Sox podcast. We hope that everybody has a great rest of your day. And we'll end this episode how we always end it. Keep the faith, stay positive, and let's go Sox. Peace.